Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast which seems to talk about all sorts of different things, but one listener described it as the place where we talk about what everyone else is thinking, but maybe not saying out loud. I am your host, Hannah Harvey. I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com. That's M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S.com. If you wouldn't mind subscribing and leaving a review, that would be amazing because it basically means more people can find the podcast. Um, And I also would really, really, really love to hear from you. So please could you contact me through Instagram at mumsdays. You can message me anything really, but you know, your stories of life and heartbreak or any thoughts you might have on the episode or any questions you want answering. And as always, you can find the details from this episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Happily Ever After with me, Hannah. And this week I'm joined by a very old blogging friend, Katie, from the blog, What Katie Said. Hi, Katie. Hi, Hannah. Hello. Long time no speak. Long time. Long, long time. We can't even remember how long it's been. It's been that long. (laughs) I remember when I had Nancy, I was like, I think I'd given up blogging for a couple of years because we've always kept in touch on Instagram. Yeah. uh, When I'm on it. Um, Facebook. Or Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I remember calling you when I had Nancy. I don't know if you remember this and being like, how do I get back into blogging? (laughs) We had like an hour conversation about it, but I feel like, you know, she's four now. I feel like everything's changed again since we had that conversation. So I'm really looking forward to exploring some of that kind of stuff with you because obviously I stopped, but you carried on and went from strength to strength. You say that, you say that, but it's not... (laughs) I don't think so. I don't feel like I have. I feel like I've stayed the same. I'm not grown at all. But but I think when I stopped, we were at a similar level. And then you definitely took off. So you say that again, you say that, but I always viewed you at the point before you stopped. I always thought you were like eons ahead of me. winning awards and Facebook page was just you know amazing I was like oh how can I be as awesome as Hannah and then yeah you stopped but I don't feel certainly with blogging I don't feel like that ever grew Facebook just no Instagram yes and that is how when you stopped everything changed around that time and suddenly Instagram was the thing yeah oh yeah um but again yeah it's changed again um since then I'd miss the old days I'm not gonna lie oh, I, I miss the old days when it was just blogging share it to Facebook share it on Twitter Twitter wasn't such an angry place back then um Instagram just really wasn't a thing and yeah I missed that I, I wish it would go back to that <laughs> so are you still blogging yeah but again different style of blogging so when I first ever started it was well when I first started and I knew nothing about mummy bloggers I you know I just started because I wanted to help other mothers so I would be like I'd write 
and no one would be listening at this point. I, I had no audience, no nothing. So I just started my blog. I was like, right, if you have painful boobs when you're breastfeeding, this is what you should do. You know, I just tried to offload everything that I knew about motherhood into helpful blog posts. Yeah. Then, then I discovered, oh my God, there's so many other people doing blogging. It's not just angsty teenagers in America doing it, you know? <laughs> um, and I realized that people at that point were using their blogs as a diary. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would be like, this is what I did this week. This is the day trip I went on. And, and not that hasn't entirely stopped, but it was more about that. It was more about the lifestyle and you would follow a blogger to see an insight into their world, into their life. And you'd be like, oh, I can't wait until so-and-so publishes this post because then I'll be able to catch up with them and see what they've done this week. And this, oh, and they've been on holiday. I can't wait till they upload all the photos and I can see their blog. And it was very much all about that. And I loved that because it was just new and exciting and people were interested and I never understood why. (laughs) I'm so boring. just so ordinary but people I mean god we're the, of the generation that sat and watched big Bro- big brother on like the red button when they were asleep so you know I guess you know I guess, how to I guess sit patiently I guess I shit. um and that's how it was for for ages it felt like and then Instagram happened and because of Instagram it's all Instagram's fault this is this is what I'm realizing Instagram came and instead of having to wait all week to find out about your favorite blogger and what they had to say on everything well they were uploading daily on Instagram miniature blog posts Mm. so you would see what they were doing that day or you know they might pre take a photo but you know it would be within a few days of doing the thing you wouldn't have to wait so it's like the death to the blog because Instagram became mini blog posts yeah and at that point a lot of people abandoned their blogs and invested a lot of time into, into Instagram and that's where my blog suddenly like I just didn't do much on it and I did I invested a lot of time like commenting and taking photos and doing actually it wasn't video on Instagram at that point so it was just taking beautifully shot photos um you were doing video though because I remember seeing some of your like power hour stuff and that that came even after that so that was okay. like that then was be- then YouTube became the thing you know it was like one mm. thing after another so yeah Instagram Instagram sort of was like the death to the blog or what people thought was death to the blog then Instagram stories came along and you didn't even have to wait a whole day you could just watch constantly what these people were doing so it really the whole thing changed and it was like the micro influencer sprung up so it wasn't bloggers anymore it was brands will pay you because you've got an audience on Instagram and so it was chasing the numbers like oh I've got to get more likes and I've got to get more followers and it all just became really stressful and horrible and it wasn't that I'm gonna write a blog post and share what I've done this week it was nothing pleasant about it anymore it was all about the analytics and the um and yeah I really just fell out of love with all of it at that point but was stuck in this cycle of but now I'm earning money and I need to keep earning the money because this is what I've chosen to do and yeah and then YouTube 
was like, oh, but there's also YouTube. So I'm doing Instagram and I'm doing YouTube and I can do my, you know, by decluttering because I discovered in my own, just my personal life that I needed to declutter my home, to declutter my brain because I yeah. had three kids and went insane. Um, and so, yeah, I was trying to balance that as well. Yeah. And it's all just been a bit stressful. And the last couple of years, I just, I think with lockdown, I just got tired of all of it. And I just really have shrunk away like YouTube. I don't think I've posted, I think I might've posted one video in the last two years mm -hmm. and Instagram, I'm very sporadic. Um, but mm -hmm. I have found a love of, well, I don't even know if I found a love of uh, blogging anymore, but I've rediscovered that blogging is um, a, the best way to make money now Isn't that trying to you know you can invest so much time in youtube or tiktok i mean and there's tiktok now mm -hmm. um, or instagram but you're doing it for free um oh and i started a podcast as well which again i haven't done that in two years um so yeah all these things but you're doing them for free in the hope that it'll gain traction so that then brands will pay you to do it's like you're, but you're doing it for free in the hope that that will happen whereas with your blog I have discovered the world of SEO so that's what's it search, search engine optimization so basically writing blog posts that answer questions that people will google okay and I have so much information in my head from year, like 11 years of being a parent and just various things that I have gone through as a woman mm -hmm. in my whole life. So if there is something that somebody out there is Googling that I can answer, then they come to my blog, they read the blog post and there's ads on there and I get paid for them looking and reading that. So that's sort of the direction I'm moving towards. Trying to help people that yeah. will be Googling things. So, yeah. That. Just, that's it in a nutshell. It's like I've gone full circle. I started out with my blog, just wanting to write helpful posts to help people that were needing an answer to a question. I got sidetracked by social media and be an influencer. And that's really stressful. And I've gone back to, do you know what? I have information that I can write down and help people as and when they Google things. Wow. But it's really hard to let go of Instagram and YouTube. And, the, and it's like, I can't quite stop it. Can't. So I just dribs and drabs carry on with that just in case and does that uh, keep things ticking over um instagram owns me no money nothing zip um but i have such a community on there that i wouldn't want to just never go back to it again i'd feel the guilt of but they followed me because they you know so i wouldn't ever want to stop that um youtube because i haven't posted anything that earns me nothing now because if you don't post a video in a certain number of months or something they stop all your advertising income right okay. um, so it, that would be easy to build up again but it gets finding the time um but yeah blogging earns me a, a good wage through ad revenue 
Um, it's just working out the questions that people might Google to then write the posts that will answer their question. So it feels like it would be so much more rewarding as well being, cause I find when I've actually sat and written something for a little while, it's like, oh, that's, it's out of my head. I feel like yeah. I've achieved something. Yeah, I um, mean, one of my best performing um, blog series is, if you like, um, is all about the milk ladder. Uh, both Lily and William had milk allergies as babies and toddlers and so I put all of that everything that I learned everything that I went through I wrote down and I have so many people daily come like you know they've obviously searched it on Google you know how to move up the milk ladder or does my child have a milk allergy or my child is screaming what what can I do to you know any of that yeah. I have that information on my blog and so people search that my blog post comes up they come on over and I genuinely help those people because then sometimes if they haven't had the answers that they need or sometimes they just need emotional support mm -hmm. they'll write a comment or they'll come over to Instagram and they'll message me and be like I've just read your blog post thank you so much for writing it I'm in the like the dark days of milk allergy right now so thank you so much for sharing everything and yeah it's it is so rewarding whereas you know I could write a post on Instagram about the same thing no one would see it because Instagram would just kill it and I would and not have helped a single soul and, and and then it would disappear into the ether forever like no one's going to scroll back a hundred Instagram posts to to find that so it's just not searchable no. So, so answering things via your blog, using Google as the, like, this is what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming to, to rank on Google so that people can find this. Yeah. It, it is much more rewarding and you get like rewarding mentally knowing you've actually helped people, but rewarding in money, <laughs> because if you can get enough page views, then you can join an ad network and then you get monetary rewards as well as the feel good you know you've, you've helped people I mean one of my uh, so in December um we we do elf on the shelf in this household something that if anyone's listening and is thinking I might start don't start it I don't never do that to yourself don't 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 do it it's hell <laughs> as I shown by I have, a, I have a blog post that is um last minute elf on the shelf ideas because God damn it, you forget every evening. And then by the time, if you remember, you're like, ah, quick, I need a quick idea. 11,000 people in December came in and looked at this one blog post. So that's 11,000 people that I helped because it's got so many photos and it's not just, you know, it's not text. It's actually, it's a photo post. So it's just, this is what you need to recreate. This is what you need to recreate. Here's an idea. Here, da, 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 da. And there's like a hundred different ideas in it. So 11,000 people helped right there. And then also, as they were looking through the photos, there's ads something else. Here, and I get money for it too. Bonus. I did not know you were an elf on the shelf expert. Oh, <laughs> how many years have I been doing it? Probably five years. Nightmare. Don't ever stop. You try and tell me you're boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> not now. You've gone okay. way up in yeah, my, my elves. And I don't even have one elf. We have five. We have what five elves. I know my children hate me. They've made me into a lunatic. <laughs> you love it. I hope he helps declutter afterwards. No, well, no, he makes mess or they make mess. 
five of them. Friends. Oh. So talk us back to when you were a kid. Uh-huh. So you're like 10 years old. What yeah. do you what was the dream then? What was little Katie into? All I ever, ever wanted was for somebody to love me and to be a mum. That was it. There was no big, like, I want to be a doctor or I want to, it was just, I just want to be a mum. I want to have babies with somebody that loves me. That that was it. That was my dream. Tick. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a simpleton. I'm simple. I just wanted someone to love me. I wasn't a popular child. So, you know, I wasn't one that, you know, had boyfriends in, in like when I was five or through junior school or, or even secondary school, I was not a popular child. Um, and so I don't know if that made it like if I'd have had a boy, you know, like uh, my middle daughter, Lily, she has a boyfriend. She's eight, nine, yeah. she's nine. Um, my William, he's six. He has a girlfriend, you know, he's in love, going to marry her. Um <laughs> So, but I never had any of that. So I don't know if that's why that was so such a big deal to me, you know? So if I'd have had a little boyfriend or something as a little one, maybe I would have been like, oh, it's not so interesting. Maybe I'll be a doctor instead. I don't know. But because I never had anyone show me any interest, it, it obviously became a thing. And yeah, I just wanted somebody to love me and to have I the babies. Fall in love and have the babies. Yeah. And I did marry my first boyfriend, so <laughs> <laughs> I reeled him in and I married him. That was it. My my law of attraction yeah. at work, full blown. <laughs> All I want is a boyfriend. And yeah. did you go to uni? And did I did. That's where we met. Yeah, we met on the first day of uni. We were in halls. He was round the corner from me, um, and so that was the September. By the Christmas, I was in love. I remember going home that Christmas holiday and just listening to Daniel Bedingfield. If you're not the one, that was the song. And I just played it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And I knew I loved him. The end. And we became a couple probably the next September, I would say it was. Oh my God, he kept you waiting. Yeah. You weren't together. No, no. He had a girlfriend, selfish. Yeah. Oh, my heart's just broken a bit there. Yeah, it broke my heart for a whole year. A whole oh, year yeah. of pining, pining. But I knew he was the one. I just knew that I that he was meant for me. He just kept playing the song and then yeah. made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so, and then we've been together ever since. So that's 20, 20 years. 20 years, three kids, five elves on the shelves. Uh, And a dog. And Uh, a dog. Yeah. So you're living it then, the fairy tale? Yeah, I I completed my goal in life is to, you know, find someone that loved me, put up with my crazy ways and had all the babies. All the babies. Uh, Yeah. What's it like at the top? You no, it's funny. You're never satisfied. It's like no, but now I want a bigger house, and now I want more money, and I want to be able to go on holiday, and yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're clearly ambitious because I think people that go into something like blogging are a very certain type of person who think are like delusional and <laughs> really like hard work. 
yeah, for free yeah. preferably yeah see the problem with me is is I want to achieve those things yeah so quite competitive in nature but I am a perfectionist which stops me doing any of the things because I worry that I won't be good enough yeah I'd rather not start yeah instead of trying and failing so I had these grand plans I've had so many grand plans over the years to do different things and then I get panicky that nobody will buy the thing or nobody you know just will fail and then I shrivel into a corner and give up that's me 100% that's why I stopped blogging because I was like I don't see how I can um do all these things that I want to do it feels too hard and I'll be the best because you can't obviously um so why bother yeah that's that's it have you got any tricks that you use to get yourself out of this because I wonder if you're in it a little bit at the moment uh no (laughs) um it's finding the path of least resistance um it's working out what you actually want so 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 for example one of my grand plans even just it was only a couple of years ago three three years ago maybe was to uh create and sell a decluttering course which one day maybe I will do I I made most of it it's it's pretty much ready to go but then the fear of but what if people won't buy it and then I've wasted my time. It's like, well, I've wasted my, I've made it anyway. I've still yeah, you've already time. made it. Get that. I've already made it. Want to lose it. But, um, so, so it's like really go, but why do you want to do that? Well, because I, at the end of the day, it's a job. I need money. I want to help people. Yeah. I also need money. So you, it's about finding the path of least resistance to be able to, um, reach those goals so I want to be able to help people I want to earn money but the stress and anxiety that creating and selling a course gave me wasn't going to be the one it was always going to just stress me out and and make me feel panicked so that is not the way that to to help people and make money just not that one maybe one day it, it might be but not now and so as I say writing blog posts for people to find through Google. So building up the page views, I'm helping people, I'm helping people. Oh, I've got enough page views to join an ad agency. Now I can earn money. And there's no anxiety around that because I like writing. I like looking for things, right? Do you know what? Not many people have solved this question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write about that and I'm gonna do that. I'm not trying to impress anyone with, um like fancy photos or how many likes it's got or you know how many followers it's like just writing down in a blog post information and sending it out for google to rank and then there's no anxiety around that i just do what i'm good at and send it out into the world rinse and repeat rinse and repeat and 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 that's the thing so the trick is to find a way to satisfy whatever it is your your basic needs are in in this business Mm. um and yeah mine is I want to work from home I want to help people I want to earn money perfect yeah 
So yeah, path of least resistance all the way. Yeah, I hear you. Do you think, because I have this thing where I'm like, right, so I've written a book, right? A kid's book. Yes, I saw. And it'll never be finished because I don't know how to finish it. As in the story or how to actually... How to make it work. So I've written it probably three times, but you know, when you're like, it's not good enough. But you had one, didn't you have one published though? No. Oh, so you've, oh, but you've shared things before about like you've written one. I always assumed you'd actually gone all the way. Right, I'm with you, okay. Yeah, so that is literally in a drawer that I can see right now. Yeah. On like piles of paper. And it's like... So, okay, so break it down. What what is actually... So you have you finished the story? Like I've, beginning, middle, end, it's done? It's done, but I know that there needs probably to be... It needs to get to the action quicker and it needs more stuff in the middle. And is it, you know, what is it? Is it like, um, it's a like chapter what, book. Oh, it's a chapter book. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's one of these things. So I've just put it in a drawing gun. Do you know what? That's not where I'm at right now, but it's always. Have you given it to, to a child to read? Yes. To like edit it like not edit it but you not know to like, edit but they did a, a woman like. read it to her two kids and then sent me back some their like little feedback on it and which was yeah. lovely which I still I printed out and I keep nearby yeah, yeah. it's like those things and I'm thinking of your decluttering thing as well where you're like oh it's nearly done but just not quite and how can you just get the damn thing out the door so my advice take it or leave it is do you know what if it's finished and maybe it's not perfect you don't need to send it to a publisher or you know so that they might be like no this isn't good enough sorry self-publish it and then write the next one yeah and you could always go back and you know you get first editions second editions of books whatever but do you know what you've written it as long as it makes sense, yeah, you could get to the action quicker, but you know what, you've done it, get it out there, and maybe you, you might only sell one copy, you know, to me, but it's you done, might. and then you can move on to the next one and take what you've learned from that one into your next one, because the thing is, I mean, I even, I mean, I've not written a whole book, but even writing blog posts, some, sometimes you know what, it's not quite right, but you have no idea how to make it right because it's like, do I get rid of that? But no, but that's relevant. So where do I, mm. and then you start to rejig it and then it doesn't make sense. You're like, no, it has to go back to where it was. You can't, because you've already written it, it's like it's already on the page and you've moved on to the next chapter or, you know, it's it's done. I My advice would just be, do you know what? Just self-publish, get it out onto Amazon and then just start the next book. It could be a follow-up book. I mean, even if I think of like Harry Potter, how many billions of pounds she has made from that series? Book one, I really enjoyed. Book two, terrible. Absolutely the worst book, like not in the world, but it's a dreadful book. And if if she hadn't have released the third book in quick succession, I probably would have been lost and, and not gone back to book two. 
um, to the series again because I was like, book two was dreadful absolutely slow there wasn't really a plot it was just nothing I don't know but luckily book three was really good and then it, they got better stronger and stronger because she learned and grew with the process the characters expanded you know so you could just do that and go do you know what book one is fine I'll never be satisfied with it but also that's just a creative you know no one's ever perfectionism yeah exactly you know uh done is better than perfect as Abby always used to say yeah but do you know what I think this about your decluttering course I think who's gonna know how many people bought it except you well except I was going to have a group like a Facebook group so then if only one person bought it and there's just one person in the group it'd be like oh hi thanks you're the only one who bought it Uh, or yeah oh no (laughs) horror the horror of it all oh it's all very um Denise Duffield Thomas don't you think yeah so like the first one only has one in but then you learn from it and there's and it's better if there's only one because there's so much you're going to learn from the first time you do something that you want fewer people in it so that yeah yeah oh you know yeah but I get what you're saying yeah also like um I I never sort of finished it because I was like I need to earn money so I need to focus on the things that are earning me money rather than focusing on this is even though probably if I just did it I would earn a fortune well that's eventually. it isn't it but no I just I I was like I'll park that for now and carry on but yeah I would just publish the book self-publish so then you don't have to deal with any rejection from any publishing houses or you know whatever self-publish done move on to the next one and learn to pace yourself better or plan out the story arc but whatever it is that you feel is wrong with with the one that you've done but if it's done put it out there. get it out the door get it out <laughs> show it the door and you never know you never know you never know the ridicule that I might face but you wouldn't you wouldn't <laughs> even if someone like people bought it and then you got some like bad reviews well so what they paid for it so yeah you've true. got the money <laughs> who's not, laughing not, now yeah <laughs> give me a bad review but I've got your 899 <laughs> you know yeah. what I might do I might make this podcast me reading a chapter a night <laughs> <laughs> I won't yeah. do that to everybody I promise <laughs> oh, well interesting so in terms of online, because um, back in the day, obviously, everybody was having a baby was like, I'm starting a blog and I'm going to yeah. make money. Is that still a thing? Like, do you still think it's possible to start from scratch and start a blog and make money? Yes, 100%. But if you are going, to, so if anyone's listening now, and like, right, I want to start a blog. I want to earn money. Like she does. She's got the ad revenue. Absolutely. But you have to focus on a niche, a topic. Mine grew just because it. it I've had it for ten, nine years, nine years, and things like my milk ladder series, whatever, meant that Google ranked me highly, and yada yada yada, and it just sort of grew. But it's a very higgledy piggledy. I've got recipes on there. I've got fashion posts. I've got milk ladder things. I've got elf on the shelf. I've got decluttering. It's all a bit mishmash. And it, my blog has probably just plateaued. It, it will never grow 
um, much further because it has no real direction. So if anyone is thinking, right, I want to start a blog, go, okay, but what are you interested in? What can you write about over and over and over and over and over again? So if it's you love cooking, fine. Do all the recipes. Don't be writing about fashion. Taming with twins. Yes. Very niche. It's slow cookers. Yeah. I mean, her her blog has always done well, um, but her Instagram, I think in one year has grown from... I think she was on she's something like 50,000. She's on 300 odd now. Okay. Yeah, I looked yesterday because um, I made something of hers uh, yesterday. In fact, it was delicious. Um, mm. But yeah, she went like last January or thereabouts, she was on about 30,000. No way. And she was like, Do you know what? I'm going to really plow into reels mm-hmm. and I'm going to share really niche, just easy meals easy meals easy meals easy meals and it's just I mean she's you know if she'd have done this two years ago might not have taken off but because of how TikTok has changed the way that people watch videos and things Mm -hmm. she's really like hit that curve yeah and yeah 300 grand she's just at 300 grand 300,000 followers followers on Instagram probably similar on TikTok TikTok if she's got it which again she never shares the recipe on Instagram she shares the little video and doesn't this look tasty the link will take you through to my blog so all of those people that are watching that the ones not everyone will click through but those that do well that's page views she gets ad revenue Mm -hmm. from her blog as well so it's driving people over to where the money can be made and that also, she's also just um you can pre-order her recipe book now so obviously she's going to get sales from that I mean she's she's just done so well but yes a great example of choosing a niche so you know maybe you are really into orchids you know like you just you know everything there is to know about orchids right start an orchid blog you know god knows what you'd call it like orchidcare.com I I don't know um but just you know how to care for an orchid what what does it mean when the orchid roots shrivel up um what is the best soil for an orchid where should I position my orchid does do orchids like bright light you know all the questions that people type into google they are all blog posts so there you go there's a niche idea for somebody who loves orchids there maybe like maybe you like I don't know even know I can't even think think of a topic like what's sobriety for example that's huge perfect all the questions you know Um, how can I curb the cravings how can you know and also there's like the mental health side of that as well so you could be like you know what to do when you are feeling low and want to turn to drink you know and basically you just you just type into google you start so if you're looking for the questions that you're going to answer you just use google you type into the search bar um uh you could just start off with like alcoholic tips yeah um and but then it it self-populates doesn't it when you when you put something into google it it like shows you what it what it thinks right yeah so you know if you type in alcoholic and then the letter t it might do tips for beginners (laughs) i I I know exactly what you mean it would and so you go okay that's somebody the the ones that they show you 
are ones that people have written before that have they've put in before so yeah. anything that self-populates people have asked that question to google they want that answer and if you know the answer right, and you the don't have to be the world expert on that thing you just have to know more than the person who's googling it which they don't know the answer otherwise they wouldn't be googling it do you know what i mean so totally. you just have to know more than the average person um and yeah and then once you say you put in alcoholic tips I mean it's literally it sounds like it's <laughs> tips for making you an alcoholic so it's the worst phrase but once you've done that if you scroll right to the bottom of the search results there's always suggested or similar search terms at the bottom yeah they are also questions that people have put in relating to that so if you click on it it will bring and you can see what other people have written then once you've seen what other people have written you can click on them and go well that's rubbish I can tell them something better than that I'm going to rewrite that in a better way and then you outrank them mm. and that's all there is that's all you have to do you just have to think right what do I know what do I want to write about um and yeah so I my blog is very mishmash. I could write about anything at this stage because my blog has got so many different topics. Um, but yeah, if, if anyone's starting out, you really need to zoom in on one thing and, you know, maybe a couple of peripheral related things, but I wouldn't, don't, I would never recommend, or oh, start a lifestyle blog and do a bit of fashion, a bit of home interiors, a bit of, no, 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 choose one of them yeah 100%. um so yeah if you want to write about gardening fine but is it gardening in the UK you know or is it um gar garden or yeah like, you have to be even more niche than that don't you yeah yeah you yeah to drill down that's really helpful yeah like and running running tips but don't just do running tips it'd be running for mums Mm -hmm. you know really niche it down so that you are targeting one well it's always one person who are you writing this for one person who is that one person so if you were going to do one of around sobriety you would write it to sarah who has just started she's just decided today she wants to give up alcohol that's who you're writing for yeah or it might even be melanie who's not sure yet yeah yeah, take it a step back. So, you know, she's in the depths of alcoholism, you know, and so Melanie is just not sure she's Googling, like, I feel like I just drink too much. How and can I cut down? Yeah, yeah, like, and, and so you're writing to her and then you yeah. guide her through the whole process. And then future Melanies will go through the same process again and the same process and they'll read and they just swallow up all your blog posts. They love them because it's- They bloody love them, them Melanie. Yeah. You know, yeah. friends. <laughs> Do you know what else is interesting about this is I find the pressure of um, social media is that you're creating new content every single day. Yeah. Whereas with a blog, you don't have to show that is. to anybody. That's just for Google. And yeah, Google does the thing. And like, I mean, the elf on the shelf thing, I wrote that four years ago. I didn't publicize it, I didn't share it anywhere this December, but 11,000 people found it somehow. Thank you, Google. Um, yes. you know, but and I instead of being like, oh God, I've got to be fresh and creative for yeah. Instagram. And, and it's why, like a forming yeah. monkey. Yeah. And I think that's why I fell out of love with it, especially through lockdown, where I was like, I literally have nothing to say. I am just 
well, in makes... the in four walls. I have nothing, nothing to give anymore. I'm done. I'm burnt out. I have got all these children with me all the time. <laughs> um, and I just had enough. And it is, it's because it's that constant need for approval. Yeah. And, you know, and if, if it doesn't perform well, then, oh, I might lose followers or, or, you know, people are going to be like, oh, she's only got three likes on that post. I'm going to unfollow her because she's obviously rubbish or I don't know. I don't, and it's just that constant pressure is the peer pressure. And so and I just I saw how it was making me feel. And I just I don't want to be I don't want my children to see me constantly on social media because right? I don't want them. I don't want them on it. I like no. I don't want them part of that world of going, oh, I need more likes. I need to add filters. I need, no, nope, 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 nope. So yeah, I've taken a real step back, which again, it's really difficult. It's like a, a drug. Well, it's an addiction. Because it's, see well, it. I mean, pho phones are an addiction for sure, but it's also like, I have those 19,000 followers or whatever. Um, and then on, on YouTube, I've got, I think it's 7,000 followers on there. TikTok, I've got about 6,000 or something on there. And I could just go, do you know, what? I'm never going to bother with them and any of them again, because they stress me out and take up so much of my time for, for little to no reward and just focus on the blog, which probably is the most sensible thing to do. Because if I invested more time, I could write more posts like the Elf on the Shelf things and the Milk Leather and just more page views, more money. I actually, <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> own the domain for three maybe four different blogs, but I only ever have time and I don't really ever have time for the what Katie said one. I also have a declutteringmotherhood.com. I also have a teachingchildren.co.uk because teacher. Um, and then I also, because, and you can't tell because my hair's all like, it isn't, it's just up. Um, okay. I, I discovered that I actually have naturally curly hair. Um, so I've started a blog, which has one blog post on it called ismyhaircurly.com. And again, it's for that person who isn't sure. So they're starting the journey of, you know, how can you tell what products do you use? How do you make, you know, what it, what is the curly girl method? It's all of that. But have I got time to do that? No, I haven't. Because I'm wasting time creating reels and going on stories, telling like three people that I've had some breakfast. <laughs> it's so hard it's so hard to give those channels up because I like I was feel always irrelevant a little bit if you're not there <sighs> yeah and I just you don't want I've, to I've always been late to the party like I was late to Instagram stories I was late to reels I was late to Instagram I was late to YouTube and I don't want it and I always felt like oh if I'd have just started sooner maybe I would have been one of the front runners or whatever, you know, for, is it for, what's it called? It's not front runner. Is it front runner? I don't know. The, I don't know. I'm so behind. I don't, I don't even know. know that. But anyway, so now I'm like, but if I quit Instagram or if I quit YouTube and just don't bother with them at all, what if in a couple of years time, I regret that and I should have persevered because now this has happened and I would have been awesome at that, but it's too late because I didn't do anything and I've lost all my followers. So I can't, but it's like, oh, I know deep down I should just focus on my blog because it actually makes me money. That's, you've literally explained it all. Let's face it. Have you seen, um, do you know Leonie Dawson? No. 
she's an Aussie um, entrepreneur lady online who's like proper hippie crazy lady and she's yeah. the reason that I found Denise Duffield Thomas who's right. another, like yeah. online guru type um and she has just quit all social media and she's got an incredible course about how to market yourself without social media and she explains how toxic it is and how important it is to have your own channels like have your newsletter oh for sure because if, if instagram disappeared tomorrow look at facebook it's off wow, google yeah. plus do you remember when we used oh to i know google or... fucking plus yeah i know it's true um and you know like snapchat i mean i was never really on snapchat but people like saved their handle just in case it's like mm-hmm. and there was another one l-o e-l-l-o was like make sure you save your thing on that hello 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 um it's just relentless yeah and so yeah if youtube disappeared tomorrow whatever like it's not going to be lost and the people so for example taming twins i mean she has her blog so she she wouldn't but let's say she was only on reels on instagram yeah and instagram blew up and got she'd have nobody yes luckily she has her blog she she most definitely would have a a mailing list so yeah Yeah. it's it's making sure you have your own things and you're not solely relying on those but um oh she's she's given up social media completely well I mean well done her she makes millions yeah so google google is the way forward um well to finish off um are you a new year's goal setting type of person uh so the irony the irony of the whole thing is my new year's resolution was to try and (laughs) revive my youtube (laughs) and my podcast and do all of the things um but what are we now the 13th friday the 13th today is being recorded um yeah we're only two weeks in to January and I'm already thinking yeah no I don't think I want to do that it's too much Listen I need to, to focus on the like everything you've yeah. said there is so sensible it's like if you want to do this online thing and make money do your blog yeah I feel like all the Instagram and I am definitely uh, a person who's in danger of falling into the trap is ego it's getting the light for sure sure. and feeling a bit famous and all that kind of stuff and I'm like uh, what am I doing it for the right reason yeah well that's it what is it for because like I've just before um I've come on to chat with you I was filming a reel because I committed to doing a five day like day one was the living room day two was the kitchen like decluttering and tidying so I was filming the bedroom one of the series what's it for though people will watch it the last one I did yesterday's one the bathroom 3,000 views that's lovely nice but what has that got me though it's got me 3,000 views has that benefited me in any shape or form probably not the only thing I will say is I get people joining my mailing list because they click my um in the bio you know you can add a link and I've got a thing so that they can uh download a free decluttering uh yeah you've got an ebook checklist 
yes the checklist thing so if they download that they go onto my mailing list which then I own them yeah you are now <laughs> you know, my they, they are I have so then if I was cleverer I could use that mailing list to promote my blog posts and promote any products that I was going to do so in that essence it's handy because people do find me through Instagram or find my mailing list through Instagram but I don't do anything with my mailing list so them joining it is pointless I send out emails but that doesn't earn me money so the only thing that earns me money is my blog yeah (sighs) interesting well ego ego is definitely I think you've hit the nail on the head there I mean it is it it is but like you say there there are benefits and it's a nice way to keep in touch with other people like you and I be talking about feeling boring and all that kind of stuff if (laughs) if we didn't have it but it's how much I guess it's being more disciplined about how much time you spend in it and you know deciding say you've got 10 hours to work in a week yeah making sure that you're prioritizing the things that actually make you money and then the other things yeah can fit in and not, not the other way around because I'm in danger of being like it's all in for Instagram and then yeah. not spending time on doing the blogging and publishing your book publishing that bestseller to you never know you never know (laughs) who knows well that's been absolutely fascinating thank you katie you know when you start i told you i don't know where this is gonna go but that's been really (laughs) really helpful on a personal level like uh, (laughs) you've given me lots of food for thought so very much appreciate that hey you're welcome well, you have a lovely 2023 and please come and meet up soon. Yes, except you live about 300 miles away. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't even know where you said you lived. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thanks so much. All right. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. And I'll see you next time for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. I would be very grateful if you wouldn't mind leaving a review or subscribing because this helps more people find this podcast. And of course, if you've got a friend who you think might enjoy this episode, please do recommend it to them as well. For anything else, your thoughts on the episode or any questions, please do get in touch with me through Instagram at mumsdays or you can email me hannah at mumsdays.com and I genuinely love hearing from you so please do get in touch.